Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And join with me today are the other two plants in my botanical garden. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, starting with the sprightly, sproutful, colorful Jared. What's going on, guys? Armos checking in. Um, I would have to say, as far as plants are considered, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the rubber plant. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's great. <laughs> the rubber plant? Is that a real plant called the rubber it plant? Is. Why do I feel like I'm about to Google the goofiest shit ever? Hold rubber on. Rubber plant propagation. How to propagate rubber trees. What it's in actually, the world? It's actually, it's an actual plant. Look at this. Oh, I've seen these. I know what you're talking about. What? I just got a bunch of ficuses. Yeah, these. Okay. Ficusi? Okay. Ficus? So they, just, they look plastic, you know? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like them. They're oh. really cool. It's the first plant I've ever had, and uh, guess what? still alive, and it's flourishing. Is that how they oh, make well, rubber bands? You know what? <laughs> I wish I knew more about it. Anyways, my name is Dan. <laughs> I play Minus Pepperwalker, your tiny little swarm keeper ranger. And I am the aloe vera of this botanical garden because I be healing you fools. He gets a lot of sunburn. Also that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm Italian-Irish, so I get a little golden, you know, once in a while. Tony, what kind of plant would you be? I would be a, I would be a, a blue hydrogena. That's very nice. Uh -huh. I like them. They look pretty. They smell nice. They make a great candle. What about a spider plant? No. Ever heard of this? No, no. But <laughs> I would snake imagine plant. snake plant is a thing. I yeah. wouldn't like it. And I got one. <laughs> Do you have a spider plant? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> All right, I got something to tell y'all. Uh, by the end of this month, we are in August right now. By the end of August, we will be recording a little video for y'all because you did hit over 10 comments on our apple podcast reviews so we're going to be reading those reviews in a video that we'll post to youtube so if you want to hear your comment read out loud go over to apple podcasts leave a comment before august 25th and we will read it live on our video now and they better be nice <laughs> they better be nice okay <laughs> If it's and not nice, we're calling said, your mom. With that I don't want to said, relive Thanksgiving to do, all over again. We, we need to do the same thing for the Spotify people. Thank you guys again for the hundreds. Yo, we of, got uh, so many. We got so we'll many. them on the same day for sure. And y'all yes. who are posting spoilers in the Spotify <gasps> comments. What? I'm shutting it down. Good thing I have to vet every single one of this. We get some spoilers Ooh. in there, man. They're like, I love I mean, when this plot twist happens. Like, insert plot twist. And uh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, coming from the guy who lets the cat out of the bag with the thumbnail on the thing, I was like, Look here. That's <laughs> we, don't do well. what? What? Yeah. we don't do that. Us? No, 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 speaking of spoilers, Tony, how about you uh, go on and get into the episode? Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and start the session and we're gonna do the recap in the session. Bard, hit it. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. Fellas, boyos, welcome to Session 74. Armos and Minus, we pick up with the two of you standing in a hollowed-out cavern inside the sewers of Aramore City. A den that used to belong to a black death slot. Moments ago, Credith 
A thieving werebat stole a glacial shard, an item that you were searching for to trade for Drell's freedom. Just moments after you used it to cleanse the root parasite from the poisoning water, clean water now flows around your knees as the mummified bodies fall from the decayed roots. You have, you have restored order to the sewer system, but you are down one glacial shard in this cavern in the sewers of Aramor. Damn you, Kredith! <laughs> Shit, are you all right? As are you, you hear the okay? echoing bat wings in a distance as you hear it leaving and uh, screeching in a distance. <laughs> Armos, run! Me, <laughs> me! <laughs> you see Sid like trying to, he's like splashing himself out of the water, trying to get above it. He climbs on one of the mummified bodies looking at you. I just picture, I just picture him in his own little world, like climbing up and then noticing it's a mummy and going, ah! <laughs> Reginald's looking at you, Armos. We just get got. Yes. We just got got. As much as Armos hates to admit it, seething seething <laughs> well, I guess that's how you lose a friend in this world am I right good thing we have his name in the book so I mean it's, good. it's all fine in the end you know his body may fade but his soul's with us forever and he taps on the uh the gem in your tome Armos we gotta go we gotta go <laughs> Menace is trying to swim through the water <laughs> yeah it's up to it's up to like halfway through your chest because you're smaller um yeah but yeah, it is clean water and there are mummified bodies around you. Um, they're probably, you get a good feeling that because you're in a cavern part of the sewers, it's not, it's not bleeding into the main sewer. Your guess is that like this, this would probably be a decent tomb for these bodies. They're not diseased anymore. They're just gonna, they're, they're mummified. They, they, they look like they're perfectly mummified and they have whatever they died in on them. Uh, whatever room me. I think I think she went this way and I'm running right and I'm running down the caverns trying to follow the flaps and the noises echoing through the hallways through the uh, pipes by the time you're able to uh, wave through uh, wade through the water by the time you reach the main sewer hallway just outside the cavern she is gone you heard the last beating flap um, as she took off into the sky that was because the sewer's overhanging the cliff cliff's edge where the city is resting on yeah holding on to the pipe bars as i lean out of the main pipe on the edge of the cliff it's on the edge of a cliff right mm-hmm mm -hmm. on the edge of the cliff i'm like i'm writing you off the bestest friend list oh so you just went all the way back to the main entrance and you're yelling yeah. it over the Evertone sea yeah <laughs> as you see a tiny bat fly into the night <sighs> I this picture of like, this is like Menace's like snapping moment. Where this he is becomes a, a villain. You see like Menace's the comic book. Yeah, you see the yeah. moon in the background. Him just the silhouette of him looking out over the Creator! city. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Armos. We gotta go. It's time for plan plan number two. What's plan, plan number two? Plan C dash five point three. When do we I, get to plan C? Uh, There's no time, and I run. <laughs> 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 so what? So you, the two of you, do have a conundrum. Oh no, we don't. Oh, we we got a plan. <laughs> no, I don't know if you know. Plan two. Plan which was supposed to be plan number one in the first place. Plan, plan number two 
and uh, I sna snap my fingers, and I'm just walking with a, a lit, like, hand as I'm walking towards the, <laughs> the establishment. <laughs> so you are on the first level of Aramore City. Uh, just to remind you, there are five levels of the city all leading up to the castle, uh, and each of these levels are different districts of the city. So you only have to go to the second district, all easy. So the two of you just want to head right there. Do you want to plan for anything? How much... How much time do we have until the theoretical time we were given? Not a lot. You an after hour? after meeting Credith, yeah, I would say you have about an hour. It's getting cool. close to dawn. I could burn down a place real quick. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, Armos, uh, when we when we get back to my cart, put put some put all the blood shards in your pocket into my cart. What? Uh, I, I, we did make a deal with Ada Ram that uh, went south, so you can just pretend like you had one thing in your pocket and we'll call it a day, you know what I mean? <laughs> just in case he asks. Yeah, almost. We do have to honor deals, Armos. Mm. You, know, <laughs> you know when you sign a deal mm. and you have to uphold that deal to get the benefits of the deal? Mm. You know the harm that you're about to commit is the product of a deal? I know now might be a bad time, but you do owe me a couple of blood shards. For some reason, the flame <laughs> that is on my hand is just getting larger the more I keep hearing this. The more I keep hearing deal. <laughs> you're, you're literally to your wrist is on fire. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. I know we don't have a glacial shard, but we do have some blood shards mm. that we need for the current deal that is ongoing. Okay, here. Mm. What if we do? I, all of a sudden, I, I snap my fingers and the fire goes away. I'm like, wait a minute. You're onto something. We need to hit a hardware <laughs> hardware store up real quick. And we if we go and paint a blood shard. <laughs> wait, wait, I love this idea. <laughs> you wanna paint a blood shard like an ice shard. Get ready for the best performance check of Jared's life. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I got plus four. <laughs> Give me Okay. I love this. So we're you're gonna give me two checks here. Um three checks. You're gonna give me three checks. One of them is gonna be a God, do you have any skills that involve the city? Um we did meet some friends with uh Cretus and I was able to steal some blueprints and maybe on there. So you do have some blueprints. Go ahead and make me an investigation check with advantage as you're trying to quickly go through these blueprints to see if there's like anything in your area. That we can rob. <laughs> I got an 18 on investigation. Awesome. So you notice that where this statue was going to be built to the Queen of Aramore, it was statue blueprints specifically that you uh, took from one of her connections. So you see the location and it's a statue. It's gonna be like a beautiful platinum ornate statue to the queen. And it was going to be built in the second district on level two. So you head there and you notice that there are some shops and near where it is, it's more of a common area and there is a bakery nearby. So now I'm gonna need you guys to roll me a sleight of hand check as you try to <sighs> sneak into the bakery. So you're trying to lock pick it to see if maybe you could steal some colored dye to try to change the color of the shard from red to blue right. or crystal. Is this like a combined or is he giving me a help action? How are we doing this? This would be uh so, help action on a uh, sleight of hand that you're trying to lock pick. Okay, do you want me to do it, Jared? Or do you have... Oh, yeah. N no, you go. You. You're the stealth guy. 
Unless you have a better way of breaking into a bakery. Uh, smash and grab. Uh, nat 20, by the way. <laughs> with a nat 20, you, with a sleight of hand, you, with Sid over you, like you get like a really small Sid and you shove him into the lock of the door and you're kind of coaching him through on how to pick the lock. And uh, he's like putting the prongs of the lock uh, in order and then it unlocks and the door opens and you go inside and you start shifting through all the ingredients and you find some blue and white dyes. Woo. You take what you need. Um, Menace, if you're stealing, are you doing anything to like, are you leaving anything behind? Like a little note, like sorry or anything? Yeah, I, I leave whatever the money is that would equate to that. I love it. You leave like a little note. I am sorry. Here's money. Yeah. <laughs> so then you dip behind an alley. Now I need you to give me a performance check as you're trying to change the color of this magical blood shard to make it look like an ice shard. This. All right, Armos. Yeah, I, I think it looked like this, and I'm just trying to describe it based on a quick drawing. <laughs> 14? Hey, that's that's pretty good. Dark one's luck. Ooh. Yeah, what add, is, add a little uh, to it. I think it needs a little you know, more white. It's too blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hang on, hang on. It's too blue. <laughs> Reginald. Let me, let me hold. Let me hold it up here. Wait, the fire's making it worse. I need an actual. You're light. melting uh, it. You're melting it. Hey, wait. Let me see that feather that you got over there. <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah, okay. All right. It's a turn. Oh, 24. 24. You make this blood shard look like a beautiful glacial shard to the best of your ability the only difference is that with a 24 you know that it's noticeably smaller than the ice the, the glacial shard that you had in your possession um and you know that he owned this item so he's probably going to be aware that it's not the same size although you got it down to look pretty well Maybe, I got a solution for this. Yeah, maybe with the fact of time, maybe it broke down. Maybe you can could with, be. A, with a twenty-four. Could maybe be. you could convince them that it lost some of its power, yeah. or come up with a story of why it's smaller. Here's what we do: we get a paper bag and we put it at the top of the paper bag, but we hold it so that it looks like it's bigger. I'm already you ripping out papers from my journal. I am on it. I <laughs> That's a great idea, Armos. So I love this idea. I love it. I've never thought of that before. And, and I gotta do the, that with my gifts back home. And for the 20,000 gold we owe him, he, I got the perfect one. He see that he, Reginald holds up like four gold coins. He's like, <laughs> one, two, three, four. And then he takes the same four gold coins, flips it around. Five, six, <laughs> seven, eight. <laughs> he might be there for a while, but it's for our buddy Trell. <laughs> I think he'll understand about the money when we describe uh, what happened at the scene. Yeah. And I hold, I just hold up uh, Rain's name tag. <laughs> oh, what? A, a loan shark that deals with magic items? Yeah, I'm sure he'll be understanding. <laughs> All right. All right. I think we got a good plan. Let's, let's get over there, Armos. All right. But hey, if this doesn't work, plan number three. Yeah, yes, of course. Plan C5-1 or whatever it was. <laughs> Ready, set arson That's <laughs> the two of you take to the streets and return to the second level heading back to the wild side tavern you turn down the dark city streets and at the end you see the tavern with the hanging sign with boxing gloves on it you know that with this new glacial shard you're cutting it very close as it's almost dawn 
how the two of you doing this? Is this like a performance check where I'm, I just kick in the door, <laughs> acting like the most confident person well, there is? Well, first then... I kick my cart. I'm like, all right, Armos, uh, how many blood shards you got in your pocket? <laughs> you had 10. Now you have nine plus one <laughs> painted blue shard. <laughs> all right. All right. Keep one normal blood shard. Keep uh, one of that painted one and put the rest in the cart. Okay. I'll give it back after. I promise. Put one right here. Ding, ding, ding. As Reginald knocks on the tome. <laughs> and if you want, you can put one in the tome. I don't care. We just got to go. Oh, what do you say? Yeah, what do you I say do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put it in. You just two in have case. been good. You deserve one of your thing. Okay, fine. <laughs> We've been such a good boy. Oh, I needed this. <laughs> and then I put seven blood shards in my cart. Are you putting one in the tome? Yeah, because I don't know what the hell's about <laughs> to happen. If I get a, a giant red flash as you absorb a shard. You now gain the benefit of blood shard magic as you add one d4 to any to all rolls and damage spells. Question: It's a big flash. Like, would you say it's like a blinding flash? Is it like an instant of a flash? <laughs> You're just in a dark alley and like the Fun camera idea, pans though. out to like the main city street with the tavern at the end and like an, an alley off to the side and then you see like a small red flash go. <laughs> it just illuminates the alley really quick. <laughs> Armos, if, oh, if this yeah. goes south, I do have a plan, okay? I got I got a plan. We have a plan. I like the place on fire. You get drill. Yeah. And I burn yeah, exactly. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, That's okay, what we're doing. okay. It's fine. It's going to be fine. Who's opening the door into the tavern? I'm kicking that door in like I own the place. Armos, you go to kick the door open, and then boom! The front door flies open as a were spider lands on you. <laughs> You tumble onto the streets. A massive tarantula wear spider is now entangled with you. And it's like, get off, get off, get off. As the doors are busted wide open, you get up and you manage to pull your head out from the hairy tarantula. Minutes you look in and you see Drell, but no longer as a mouse. You see him in all his <gasps> raging glory. He is, he has a dragon tail, sharp teeth, and large dragon-like claws, and he is also butt naked. He is swinging and laying heavy blows and tripping people up. He looks through the front doors, seeing a chance to escape, and he runs through. Behind him are countless lycanthropes ready to chase him down. As the doors swing open, you see way in the back, past the bar, a little black rat that was holding the blood shard earlier that night is now holding <laughs> the silver bell waving at Drell as Drell runs into the city streets <laughs> towards you guys. Hey, Alec, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? <laughs> hey, uh, my name is Alec. I play Drell of the Ashborn. Um, hashtag free Drell is now, you know, complete. Favorite plant. Oh, dude, that's easy. Um, that would be the Agave Americana Cactus. Yeah. Why? Wow. Um, <laughs> nice. No, it's true. It it's a, blooms it's, once every yeah. hundred years, like right before it if, dies. Yeah. yeah, I learned all about it. Yep. Hell yeah! Oh it's yeah, that rings a bell. Hmm. It's pretty cool. It's also used to make tequila, I think. So I mean, also that works that. too. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, and uh, by the way, welcome, yeah, welcome back, yeah, back, man. Hope everything's well. Good Woo! to be back. Yeah, it's been a while. Hey. Been a oh, while. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, you're about to be chased by a hundred oh, lichen yeah. throats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are clearly outnumbered, and they are now running into the street. Armos, you are still not prone with a giant tarant were tarantula on top of you. 
He's like, you gotta stay still, guys. I can't get him if you, stay, if you don't stay still. Uh, Menace, plan three. Plan three. <laughs> Get off of Arbos! And I go and ram the spider. <laughs> you ram the spider from the side as uh, they're entangled in it. Boom! Go ahead and roll to hit uh, as you try to knock this wear spider off. Uh, I'm going to use my inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I went from a two to a three, so that's pretty good. <laughs> wow. So that's a five. You wow. you trip up and you are now underneath this weird tarantula as you're trying to fight it with Armos and she's like she's just too uh, spry Armos for you. Armos is on me now. <laughs> I messed up. Oh, sister, you just made it so much worse. You just made it so much worse. As you see, like this weird gorilla now entering into the street along with some wolves and they are chasing after Drell, who is right about where you are. So the three of yeah. you are about thirty feet from the door. Drell's running past you in his draconic bestial form, butt naked, and the two of you are under the tarantula. Well, as I was running out of the bar, I um, grabbed one of the sweatshirts that were on the hook right next to it, and I tied it around my waist. And then I jump over the door and I say, hey guys, uh, we should really get going. <laughs> and I just <laughs> sprint. We're going to get into initiative if you cannot escape this spider's uh, just being on top of you. So... I'm going to let's roll initiative now, but I'll give you each an action to try to deal with it so you can avoid the problem altogether. Uh, I got a f four. I got a two. I got a ten. Okay, I'm giving you guys each a free action to deal with this before we go into initiative. Um, Drell, what are you doing? We'll start with you because you're running right next to them. Can I just grab the spider and throw it off the door where they are? Yeah, so they're in the middle of the street. Yeah. So if you want to pick her up and like launch. With, uh, you're in a rage right now as well, so yeah, go ahead and give me an athletics check uh, okay. as you are <laughs> trying to rip the wear spider. Uh, that's a 23. Yeah, the wear spider got a 17 as you you pick up the spider and you spin around and then you launch it down into an alleyway. And you, as the spider's getting lost down the alleyway, be like, I'll get you, Drill. You will get your beating. It lands behind <laughs> some garbage cans. Oh, good to have you back, buddy. Oh, man. I didn't even break my sprint. I'm just, I did that while I'm running. <laughs> so you go ahead, you chuck her, and you're sprinting down the road. All right, right, right after you, Drill. Give me a sec. Boom. Hit him, Sid. <laughs> I cast web in a 20-foot cube around the door. Oh, okay. Wow. Me, 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 me. And the whole the doorway um, is now engulfed in all these webs. And you see some of them get stuck in the middle of it. Some of them manage to, like, just get out. Like, two or three of them. Uh, and you see everyone, like, trying to break through and oh, using their claws. they their DCs? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hold you to the rules. I'm no, just they saying. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> all of them get stuck in the web. A psh, and they're trying to, like, claw out. <laughs> Some of them are like halfway out the door and their feet get stuck while the others are just running up against the surface of web. And while others are trying to slash at it. Like, move, move out of the way, move out of the way. I can't, I can't, I can't. Um, and then, so basically every turn they're in the web, They at the start of their turn, they have to make the DC against my 14 to get out. Okay. And then uh, I look at Armos. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I look at Armos, I'm like, plan three. And I start running. <laughs> I fireball the yeah. <laughs> The moment the, oh, every, the stars aligned. I felt like I had a purpose in this. And this was it. I throw the fireball straight into the house. <laughs> 
Which, by the way, Jared. All the, by the way, Jared, all the creatures trapped in my web get 2d4 of fire at the beginning of their turn if you put it on fire. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, yes, we do want to kill them all. <laughs> you shoot a fireball in there. Go ahead and roll. <laughs> they do have to beat a DC 16 while, while stuck. I'm going to roll a 100 saving throw right now. 100 saving 33 damage, uh, but exclude not including Dan's damage. Oh, right. Rolling 100 d20s. Plus 7. So 40 total fire damage. That is so many. We're going to say an even 50 passed and an even 50 failed. Because uh, <laughs> that's a lot of saves. So we're going on the average. There's no way it would be 50-50 <laughs> with a dex of 16. It's 100 die. It's a hell of a medium. But... You shoot the fireball through the web door, seemingly before fire exits were really a thing. As the tavern, inside the tavern, gets lit ablaze, and you hear the screaming of animals, howls, shrieks, uh, grunts, and as um, you hear the tavern inside begin to go on fire. You see the people that are stuck in the door, pretty much making a blockade at this point, trying to get out. You do hear voices inside be like, we gotta clean up! We gotta clean up! Don't let the tavern burn! Don't let the tavern burn! And you hear various noises. You notice that what was a sense of bloodlust has now turned to a sense of worry and, oh shit, I'm going to die. As their attention now goes towards the burning tavern. Damn, I really hope our friend gets out of there. Hopefully there's a back window or something. <laughs> <laughs> he was still sitting on the couch the last time I saw him. With all those succubi? Yeah. Hands oh, <laughs> to Tom Lee in his uh, where at form with two succubus says, Is there me, ladies, or is it again hot in here? <laughs> that just comes back to you. <laughs> run, 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 run. The three of you run as you leave initiative. That essentially just solved all your problems right there. The three of you slip down into an alley um, as you are no longer being chased. And as you notice, the sky is getting brighter. You still hear the faint sounds of yelling uh, and panic as they're trying to put out the fires inside. The further you get away, you see that the illusion that was surrounding the tavern picks up and you don't see a burning building. You know that the building was surrounded by an illusion. That's how they kept um, everything such under tight wraps with the fighting and uh, any noise problems from the tavern. So as you're running away from a burning tavern, as soon as you get about like 60 feet away, the illusion kicks back up to you and you just see a normal tavern. And in the alley, it begins to light up under the morning sun and you already hear early risers begin to leave their homes and start their day. You hear the echoes of multiple city bells ringing in every district. The, town is, the city is now waking up and some stores are opening, bakeries, food, uh, eateries, and you hear the pounding of blacksmith hammers in the distance. You do know that we're heading to the port initially, that you may have some time before you need to get to the port, but you know that the ship, uh, for what you were told, leaves daily. So if you want to get on the ship, you would have to go in the morning. Yeah. It's a little cold outside. Can I get my pants and my coat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, right, yeah, here, here you go, and I kick the card, open it up, and take all your stuff back. Thanks, thanks. Wow, look at that, Armos, what a roller coaster of emotions. We got robbed, 
We thought we were gonna lose a friend. Then we did some arts and crafts. We did a B and E. <laughs> and you got to set a building on fire. <laughs> what a great start of a day. We didn't even have breakfast yet. It's wonderful. I'm still on a adrenaline high. Yeah, so the three of you are in your alley and you are reunited with Drill. What are you guys doing? Oh man. My my vote is uh, we get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yep, I think it's time. Uh, they're going to be looking for us, so we got to skedaddle. You have a lot of angry lycanthropes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, some of them were actually kind of cool, but that place just sucked in general. So, Drell, you know that while you were stuck in there, before you made your daring escape, you know that soon after that when Minus and Armos left, about an hour into your capture, you didn't notice that Edelram and some of his lackeys did leave the tavern mm -hmm. you saw them leave through the front door um during the fights they did not even finish they left in the third round mm. did it seem like they just planned on it or did they seem like they were leaving in like a rush you saw them like transform back into normal um as they were putting their clothes back on leaving the tavern isn't this the same guy that made that whole thing about deals to deal and blah 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 isn't that well, right? i think he only just wanted to fight me and miss yeah, I don't yeah. think he even really cared. Right. Probably get blood shards on the daily. Okay, I think I relay that back to the guys as we're making our way to the uh, the dock. Okay, and then I guess I right. That's where you guys want to head the dock. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice to get like a bunch of stuff on the way out, but I don't think we'll have time if people are chasing us and looking for us. Yeah. So we got enough supplies for a trip. As We're long as okay. we got a cup of water, we'll be okay. <laughs> as the three of you are walking to the ports and Jarrell relays that information to you about Edelrams leaving, that sets something off in your mind, Armos. You remember that while the fights were going on, while uh, Jarrell was fighting as a rat and Minus was dealing with his gambling addiction, you remember eavesdropping on a conversation from on the second floor of the tavern about a deal that went south. Uh, there was supposed to be uh, a delivery that you that you assumed was blood shards. You do know it was like a were gorilla speaking to a were panther or panther-like animal. It was not Adoram, but could have very much been one of his lackeys. A deal went south where a ship didn't arrive at the Aramore ports, and that somebody was very angry about that. So after uh, after Drell relaying that information, you could assume that maybe he left to go take care of that. Yeah, so if we see a gorilla, uh, possibly a panther, strolling about at the docks, we may want to try to avoid it, guys. You know, just be careful out there. All right. Maybe a bat. If you see a bat, just let me know. Just give me the, give me the signal. A bat? You Wait. see a bat, Drell? Let us know. Why? What happened? Yeah, so there was this uh, giant werebat that kind of, you know, I bat. thought it was a, a really good friend of ours. Became my bestest <clears throat> friend, but then at the end of the day... Super goth. Very, very goth. Yeah, super goth. And then, and then uh, you know, the, we, we went on this adventure, basically, to get this shard that this guy needed at the, uh, at the bar, at the tavern. And uh, we got the shard, this, like, blue shard, though. And, and, then, and then she ran away with it and stole it and kind of left us. I'm just, I'm behind Menace, just holding my book. And it's got a stab mark in it. You guys got got? <laughs> yeah, we got got. <laughs> oh, my God. See, this is what happens. <laughs> Reginald stretches out his ears. Really big ears. Bats are dead to us. 
all of them. Oh, well, just because one bad situation happens with one bat doesn't mean all bats are bad, okay? Yeah, Armos, you can't group them all together. I feel like all of them are going to trans... Trans... What is it? Transmog? They're going to transmog. <laughs> I don't know which one's real. <laughs> all right, we just stay focused. <laughs> and I keep going towards the docks. I feel like we're touching on a very sensitive topic here. As the three of you go <laughs> off to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> the three of you head the Aramore ports. You head down to the docks and you see many different types of ships. From small dinghies to large galleons, ships are coming and going as they pass through a giant stone water. You're looking, for, you don't know which ship you're looking for, but you are looking for a specific person. Silver Dragonborn named Fargnarknost. We'll know when we see a guy named Far Fargnarknost. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. There's no way some guy that looks normal has a name like that. Nope. Alright, Drill, keep your eyes out for someone that looks like Fargnarthrost. Fargnarnars? Fargnarnars. What was the name? Fargnarnars. I forget the name. Thrust. Fargnarthrost. Fargnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarnarn
a large silver dragonborn wearing a dirty white shirt with its sleeves cut off. He's wearing a big ship's captain hat with a mighty purple and blue-hued feather sticking out of it. Head down into a clipboard making notes as you see various half-orcs, kobolds, and half-elves bringing items on and off the ship. As I'm still next to Drell and Menace, I'm like, guys, look at this dude. This is definitely the guy. Look at him. Purple hat. Silver dragon. God, this dude's clashing. Of course, this is a Fargnarg right here. Tell you what. Well, only one way to find out. Walking over. Head down into the clipboard. His hat covers uh, half of his face. You just see his bottom jawline. You do see that uh, his, like, spikes come out. He has, like, a single spike that looks like a goatee. Head down into the clipboard as the noise just drowns everything out. How are you approaching it? All right, Armos, you're, you're a man of words. Words. Were we supposed to have some kind of secret? Oh, so Treus Bugs mentioned him. He's yeah. a direct connection to Treus Bugs. We have a letter. He did give you a letter, yes. Yeah, I hand you the letter, Armos. Letter me. Here you go. Bam. All right, I walk up to him with his clipboard. While his head's still down on his clipboard, I take the letter and put it on the, smack it down on the clipboard without him. And as he looks up, I let him know Treus sent us. This is a tall dragonborn, and you slap the letter that Treus gave you to give to Fognarthas when you met him. And this was a favor that he was asking them. This, this is a connection of his, somebody who trusts privately, he mentioned. He also mentioned discretion uh, when talking to them, or the, the fact that the service would be discretion. You do know that he deals in smuggling specifically and disguises himself as a fishing boat. You give him the letter, and this silver dragonborn lifts his head ever so slightly at you. And you see his white piercing pupils. And then you see the iris like glows over very icy. He stares at you and you feel the breath coming from his mouth and the wind coming from his nostrils as he blows it at you. He goes, <sighs> and he looks at the notes and he sees the stamp. He sees Treyas' seal. And he eyes, he eyes you, and he looks back down, and he slowly opens smile. it. <laughs> <laughs> Very serious demeanor. He looks at the letter, and he taps his hat. A dragonborn's head pops up high, about two feet. The hat flies up, and underneath the hat is a tiny, small, lizard-like dragonborn that is also silver. He's wearing the large hat, as it's way too big from, for his body. The tiny dragonborn resembles a muscular iguana with big arms and legs. And he goes, Lads, you've come to the night ship. Welcome, well met, lads. The name's Captain Thnast, and this is my first mate, Wagner. Who do I have the terrific pleasure of speaking with today? Armos, this is Menace, and then that uh, guy is Drell. We need to uh, be gone real quick. <laughs> I, as it says in the letter. And as as they s still hear, uh, uh, like seeing smoke in the in the background from the. You, you can smell your fire. fireball in the distance. Yeah. <laughs> you see that when the you see that when the when the tiny dragonborn reveals himself from under the large captain's hat. You see that there's a smaller. Uh, ship hat on the giant dragonborn's head that reveals that it's actually his hat and this is where he stays 
And he goes, I, time is a terrible, terrible thing to waste. Welcome to the Windward Serpent. A friend of Treyas is a friend of Fagnar and Dust. So I, I understand you're going to the Aramoports. Oh, Farnarn and Fast. Nast. Good. Fast. I. We'll talk about it over an ale. Uh, let's get to it. <laughs> and he pats the giant dragonborn's head, and the giant dragonborn's just unfazed. Good talk. This way? This is where we go? I come on board, laddies. Go ahead and make yourself. Okay. Go ahead to the lower deck. I'll be there quite see if anybody's following us. You just see a large crowd of people. Go ahead and make me a perception check. Ooh, can I make one too? Oh, you can give him a. Okay, I help Minus by looking in the exact same direction. You pick Minus up and you use him like a like a periscope as he's like looking around. <laughs> That's a uh, dirty twenty. You look around and you don't. It doesn't look like anybody is tailing you. However, this place is very busy, shoulder to shoulder, and you are off onto one of the docks. So everybody's looking at you, and at the same time, nobody's looking. At you. Very busy. People are doing their business. Mm. I think we're clear, Drell. Down. And we, uh, and I just yeah. turn around to walk onto the ship, still holding this. <laughs> no, no, put me, put me down. No, uh, put me down. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> Rachel's laughing at you. <laughs> we're going to the ship, I suppose. I pick Reginald up in the same way and carry him onto the ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Don't drop Sid me. Just Don't point drop me. Don't drop me. Don't drop me. Me, 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 me. So you are boarding SS Windward Serpent. The boat looks like your run-of-the-mill fishing ship that looks like it could stay out at sea for days at a time. The tools on the deck uh, look like they're made for deep sea fishing. Giant cranes and large containers filled with ice. The ship itself looks well-maintained with minimal sea wear and tear. Um, the sails are furled up, ready to be let down. And from this position, they look pinkish and purple in this state. A mix of colors. The ship has 12 crew members total. Consists of half-orcs, kobolds, and half-elves. Uh, 12 total, and that's including Fognar and Knost. You make it down into the lower deck as they are getting the topside all set. When you go down, it does. It looks very nice. It looks like it's built for comfort and not for fish. There are hammocks uh, along the walls, nice carpets, beautiful windows from the inside looking out. Uh, it goes down two levels. The lower level is just all storage from what you can see. And this is the living quarters. Beautiful countertops, plenty of uh, jugs full of coffee and tea, and cabinets filled with food plenty of tables and the tables look like they're card playing tables rather than tables you would eat at looks like people have a good time down here when they're not busy doing their shipley duties and then you see four kobolds carrying a huge box down to the lower level and it looks the box looks nailed shut on all sides and then they go down into the lower deck and they're all they're like harassing each other like hey come on stupid oh go this way left no you're on the left no, your third left. And then the, the one they're yelling at bounces into a wall. Then the other three laugh as uh, you see that he like rubs his shoulder as they're going down to the lower level. I, I go help the kobolds. I ask if they need help. Oh, hey there. Hey, you need any help there? 
Yeah, we got three and a half of us lowering it down. This one can't carry his own weight. Go, shut up. Shut up, Drake. <laughs> I like you guys. We're going to be good friends. All right, Drell, Armos, you get a, get situated. Get us a seat, a cabin, and I'll be right back. And I just go and help the kobolds carry this thing. You go down into the lower deck, and it's filled with random boxes. All unlabeled, filled from uh, floor to ceiling. Just all bolted shut. He goes, all right, guys, set it down right here. All right, Drake, one, two, three, and they set the box and dust settles and they head back upstairs. Come on, new guy. What's in that thing? Don't worry about it. And the three, all four of them give you a side eye at the same time. Don't worry about it. I give, I give Drell a side eye with them. <laughs> Come on, just tell me. Sid also gives you a side eye. Me, me, me. <laughs> you guys get us a table and I look at Drell. So there are no private rooms. It's all hammocks on down the center, and there are a bunch of tables there. Like they're all none of it. Nothing's taken because there's only ten crew members. Uh, right now, they're all getting the ship ready. I call top bunk. <laughs> <laughs> is it like two level hammocks, or is it? Yeah, it's actually three level hammocks. Like three people could fit on a beam. I call middle. <laughs> oh, damn, that's the one I wanted. Uh, but I do. Uh, I do just hop up at one of the tables next to, I don't know, just next to some people at an open table. You see that there's a half orc uh, at a table. Just one, and it looks like yeah. he's making. He's like writing down notes, and he's drinking coffee. This looks like my kind of guy. And I pull myself up on the table. Excuse me. Oh, hello, good sir. Hello, good sir, to you as well. Uh, hey, uh, when what time do we depart here? What's what's the deal? What? Oh, it shouldn't uh, be much longer. You know, shouldn't shouldn't be too long. We're just okay. getting some stuff, okay. and uh, we'll be setting sail. Good, good. Uh, Minus Pebble Walker, by the way. Nice to meet you. And I put out my hand. The name's Board. Wood? Board. Did you say Wood? Board. B-A-W-D. Bod. Board, yes. Nice to meet you, Bod. So, uh, listen, do you, have you been on this journey before? How how long does it usually take to get over to the Isles? Well, I, I, I work on the ship. I'm one of the... I actually take a lot of inventory. I'm a numbers... Oh, I'm a you're numbers the inventory guy. manager. I'm a numbers guy. Oh. Yes. Oh, so you know it's in all these boxes. You cops? <laughs> we're not cops you know we're not because we have to say so if we are right i think that's right. the rule is that the rule i don't know sounds legit to me right go buy illegal stuff <laughs> <laughs> the trip takes about four days uh five days depending on the winds captain thos gets uh, gets us there in pretty good time uh, if the winds don't seem to be uh, as active Slow days, he makes sure he gets the winds bustling and roaring away. Oh, okay. Four to five days, that's not too bad. Good thing I have lots of games to play while we wait. Hi, huh, guys. And I hold up some cards. Hi, <laughs> lad. We love games here. We love games here. See, you guys, they like games. They don't like my games. <laughs> I get all pouty. They don't. So games are the best part. They get you through the hard times and make bad times merry. I have to, I have to like, bribe Armos just to play a game. Mm hmm. <laughs> you prefer cards. We prefer sea shanties. I got dragon chests. I got cards. If the seas be rough, the pieces be flying. The Evertone Sea is can be quite a uh, quite brash in the midnight winds. All right, cool. So, like, uh, is it like take any bunk, put a put your stuff on a bunk and call it? How, how's that work? Uh, there's some foot lockers over by the hammocks. Go ahead and claim one. Everybody's friendly All on right. the ship. You don't have to worry about locking it down. But if it has wheels, it may go from side to side. Gotcha. I'm going to have to lock up my cart. And you see someone behind me trip over an invisible thing. <laughs> the kobolds oh, are laughing. The kobolds are laughing at the bum one. <laughs> Shut sorry. up, Drake. 
<laughs> All right, Armos Drell, get comfy, I guess. And I just go to uh, the cot that Armos pointed to, the three bunk, and try and tie down my cart to the bunk. Okay. So some time passes, and the three of you get comfortable, and then Fognar and Thost come down to the lower deck, and they he greets the three of you. As the little dragonborn, Thnast, jumps onto the table and invites you to sit down because I lads. So we are going to Aramore Ports. It may take some time. It's about a four to five day journey. You got your sea legs about you? And he looks at the nice. three of you. He like sea leers legs. at you when he asks that question. Like he gets really close with his snout. Hands over to the three. Like when you say sea legs, you mean just <laughs> like Mm, swimming? I don't I don't expect to have any legs as I'm like have my feet up in a hammock. Alright lads, make yourself comfortable. You are cargo. Once we hit the seas, may I ask you to do a few things. Keep the ship tidy. Everyone does their share. Okay. Well, our hands make less work. It's not like it's not super likely that I'll I'll fall fall in the water or anything, right? Alright lad, if you fall in the water, you already gone. Oh, okay. So, so what if, uh, what would be the best course of action? Say someone couldn't swim very well. How would they, uh, prepare themselves? Justin, you got floaties? Uh, you got, you got noodles? You see that? Yeah, is there like a life raft somewhere? Nas looks over to Fognar. Slowly. And then slowly turns his head back to you. Yes. A jacket. I lad. Yes. Floaties. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wh where? So four to five days to Aramore ports. Uh, uh -huh. The seas do get bumpy, <laughs> but it should be smooth sailing. Aye, aye. <laughs> as my as my eyes are already closed and my fingers are already <laughs> tightly tightly wound. <laughs> the worst we ever see is a couple of sharks, but they never jump on board. Usually, usually. Looks at Fognar. Fognar just like shrugs ever so slightly. Yeah, you know, it's been a while. It's been a while since we see the shark on the ship. Okay, We're I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and Far and Nas jumps on Fognar and goes up deck, and the all the crew begins to work and they the city of Aramore as they go and they sail through the giant stone water gates that border the ports, it leading into the ever known sea. And the three of you are now leaving. The city of Aramore, as you see this massive fairy tale of a castle sitting on a massive cliffside with all the different layers of the city below it. As you leave through the port, you do see that there are neighboring towns that kind of so the port is in like a cove uh, underneath the city, and there you now notice that there are some neighboring uh, hamlets that surround the sea near Aramore City. You see it sell off. You pass the naval ships and you start heading towards the rising sun. As it starts to lead into noon, the waves are now begin to bang and crash against the, uh, against the ship. And he, uh, there was like some little sails down. And then as he hits, as the ship hits the open seas, you see that the pinkish massive sails are let down fully because now they're free to head into the sea full speed. And you see these beautiful mix of pink, purple, and blue sails. You do see the sigil on the main sail. The three of you recognize this symbol. 
I've seen this symbol on the letter. I've seen this symbol as uh, on Atreus's plate armor when you were in Gilmore. He, when he showed you the sigil, he said that it was the sigil of his oath. You also seen this sigil uh, at Para's hotel, Lurkes Reservoir. Para had the same sigil on her tablet. The sigil looks like a big eye with the iris is the shape of a crescent moon. And there are small dots that resemble stars around the eye. Can I ask like one of the um, sailors like next to us, like what it means? Like, what is that? Go up to one of the crewmates. So you ask him crewmate, you ask him the captain. Uh, the captain probably. So you go up to where the where the wheel of the ship is, and you see Thnas is standing on a very tall stool, holding the ship steady. As Fognar is manning the sails with some of the crewmates, uh, and giving orders. Well, you see Fognar is giving orders by points and looks. He has not spoken once since you met him. And Thnas sees you, goes. Well, how can I help you? As he's steering the ship. You ever, you ever drove a ship before? You ever sailed the ship? Uh, no, but I mean, if it's anything drive, like driving a horse, I'm pretty good at it. Oh, you're, you're a good horse rider? Yeah, one of the best. Oh, it's good to have you. But uh, what what is this symbol over there? And I point to the banner. Oh, that me and a few friends came up with and, uh, when we were kids, so to say, and... It's just something, a uh, uh, little little homage. We pay a little homage to our past. What do you mean, your past? Oh, me and a band of adventurers used to go out on our own adventures and um, to leave signs to one another. Uh, this is the picture we used. And then this kind of became our, our flag of sorts. If we see this symbol anywhere, we know that it's from one brother or sister to it. Give me an inside check. Mm. 15. He's not telling you the whole story. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to... I'm trying to figure out if I want to pry anymore or not. You get the feeling that as you're thinking about that, that he's not lying to you. But he's not He's not telling you the full truth. Yeah. And you can tell by like his grins and his facial expressions as he's looking at you and then back to the seat as he's manning the, the helm. I'll just say, I feel like there's a little bit more to that story. Isn't there always a little bit more to the story? Tell him we know Para. And you see Minus throwing up on the side <laughs> of the ship. Sid is also throwing up. Well, we've met Para before and seen this over at her tavern. And Minus is good friends with her. He stayed in her room multiple nights. I? Ye met Para? How, how, how friendly did you? How friendly are you with Para? We're like bestest friends. <laughs> I mean, we only killed, you know, a giant squid that was in her lake or whatever, and Menace was playing chess with her or something. I don't well, know. Chess, I, I don't chess, really get into chess, you say. I just give a big thumbs up while my whole head is over the railing. Uh, I guess she rewarded you guys for killing this squid. It sounds like a, quite the feat. I don't know. I don't know if you'd say in a pipe up from back behind if she rewarded us, but Menace definitely. <laughs> Eyes menace. I just picked my head up and then just, just like white faced. <laughs> what? What's why you looking at me? What? What? I think I ha. Oh, oh, I said I got everything. I know. No, I didn't. Meh. Meh. I said it's also. Oh, I've 
I've swimmed like once in my life. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Nas looks at you, Drell. He goes, Para and him. Yeah. I mean, they, they were up in their room all night. I don't really know what was going on, but. Terrible, 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 terrible taste. That one. <laughs> terrible, terrible taste, yes. I know, I don't anyways. Yeah, so, I mean, we just have. We've been seeing this symbol around a lot, so we just. We're curious what I, it meant. I used to party uh, in an adventure with Para. She is one of the group. Wow, good info. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is everyone on this boat in the uh, the same club? And I point to his stupid symbol again. <laughs> stupid. Ah, uh, I lad, only only my brother and I. This so the rest of this crew, we shouldn't. Uh, we should be careful what we say to him. Hey, they know that I used to be an adventurer like ye. Do they know why or who we are? Uh, Do you know who we are? They follow my commands and my men trust me. And that's all they Got need it. to know. Don't talk to them. Understood. And then you see the crewmates are like, ah, and they all cheer in unison as they go back that's to their That's it. Work. I'm going back to bed. Uh, <laughs> as the ship sails, you sail one full day at sea. And the three of you are helping out lightly in the lower decks. After Minus is done throwing up, uh, you see some of the crew asking you for a hand with some boxes, and the boxes are usually food um, for the rest of the crewmates, uh, some light cleaning. Is there any activities the three of you would like to do during this downtime? This is considered a long rest, but if there's anything you would like to do, like alchemy, brewing, uh, relearning of spells, now is the time. Or perhaps just making merry with the crew. I definitely want to keep brewing some brews. I want to focus on a little bit more on my my brewer's kit. I definitely want to go to the uh, ignoring of the crew, so... <laughs> uh, go ahead. Roll me 1d4 minus 1. Uh, drill. Uh, 1d4 minus 1. Okay. 2. So 1. Do you manage to brew 1 potion during this time? Okay, do I get to pick which one? Yes, yes you do. Okay, Menace, what are you, uh, Armos, what do you say you were doing? Uh, ignoring the crew, tinkering with my my book with all the, the spells that I have. You see one of the kobolds is like looking at your book. It's the one that the other three kobolds were making fun of. Uh, his Ooh. name is Treg. He goes, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing over there? What you reading? What you looking at? What you sniffing around at? Is that edible? Can you eat it? Do you want to eat it? Can I eat it? Can I have a taste? You want to taste? Does it taste good? It tastes bad. Doesn't smell right. It smells like paper. Hey, hey, hey. Doesn't smell like fish. You know what? I got an idea. Okay. And uh, I polymorph him into a rat. <laughs> he sees a. And he turns into a rat. And then I go, I make sure that his buddies saw. And I'd be like, here's your friend. He talks too much. <laughs> and the all three of them begin to laugh. Uh, one of them was like hanging upside down from one of the rafters. Uh, they're all laughing at uh, Treg, and then they're throwing the rat from one another uh, between the three of them. It's all right. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Ah, I like this guy. This guy's gonna fit in. As uh, as they're throwing it, I uh, cancel the spell, and the full weight of the guy falls on another one. <laughs> the two that are still standing laugh at the two that fell. <laughs> And they're all just uh, messing with each other. They have like the same personality as the little aliens from Men in Black that drink coffee. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> what I was picturing. That's all I could picture. <laughs> there are two things I'm considering. The first thing is Minus realizes really quickly that he is not good on 
on sea. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can't really swim very well. He didn't really do too hot in the lessons <laughs> growing up, nor did we swim a lot in the mountains. You're like a dog trying to stand in a car. Yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> what's happening. So I think I think Minus has been spending a lot of time in his cot, and he does... Uh, I do I do want to pray to Melora, actually. Okay. Because since I've gotten out of Shadowfell, I haven't really tried to reconnect with Melora. So I think Minus just wants to, like, pray to Melora for safe passage, like, as we travel. Any specific requests? Nothing specific I can think of. Just, like, it, you know, he, I think he's hoping for um, good, good waves, good currents. Give me a religion check. I'm terrible at religion, but <laughs> it's fun. So. If you have any uh, buffs you can give yourself, like guidance or something like that, you can absolutely do that when you pray. Not tracks. That is a five. A five? So you pray and you think to yourself, um, and as you think it's a Melora, I, I, I imagine Min is like writing into his journal as if he's writing to Melora. That's, right. that's how I think he would pray. And it's, it's like watching over you. Um, you don't feel a particular connection with Melora like you have in the past, um, but you do find some solace in what you're doing and it takes your mind off the sea. That's nice. As the three of you are doing your downtime activities, you do gain the benefits of a long rest and you sail through the night. As the night goes on, you do see that a skeleton crew around, around the ship. Uh, only about three people are working and the captain, uh, Thnast, has always been at the helm. And when morning came around, you see that he goes on top of Thognar's head and curls up into his hat. And he's no longer seen as Thognar now takes the helm during the day he seems to be getting some rest um between the skeleton crew you see that every few hours there's like a couple there's like a shift change where like some half elves get up and then the kobolds went up and um people just trying to get the best sleep uh give me somebody roll me a d20 pure pure roll a five a five <laughs> um you guys didn't get the best sleep last night oh you, you don't you're not going to suffer any penalties because nothing really happened but you Four, three of you are very tired today. So as is there, so during the day, the seas are. Roll me a, somebody roll me a D four. We'll see how rough the seas are. One being mild, four being very rough. It's oh, a four. Four. They are very rough. I need everyone to give me a Constitution saving throw with disadvantage. Good at those. With disadvantage, as oh. because you guys are very tired, and it's very rough seas. And you see, it's all hands on deck right now. It's a seventeen. And for Minus. I rolled two fours in a row. Armos and Minus, the two of you throw up. Yeah. <laughs> that, that Re, uh, Reginald's like throwing up over your shoulder or the water. Yeah, this gross. Stop throwing up. We throw up. I throw up. We've been through this. Sids on Armos' shoulder throwing up. You see the four kobolds laughing at the two of you with drill. <laughs> you see uh, one of the half elves go, I remember the first time I've sailed. As I'm throwing up next to Armos, I am like, Armos. I'm so glad we have the fancy toilet paper. <laughs> this would be so much worse. <laughs> this trip would be so much worse. I hold on to your lunch, lads. As one of the other half orcs uh, yell at you. And you all begin to sail. And then as you're sailing, you notice that the crew, uh, during some uh, quiet time or moment of silence, they all begin to sing a shanty as Thost wakes up uh, as the sun begins to set. 
And Thos begins to sing a song, and he goes, Oh, gather round me heart is bold, a tale daring to be told, of a ship that sails through storm and gale, towards the windward serpent we sail. And then everyone chimes in, Heave ho, me lads on the rolling tide, to the ever-toed sea our fate we ride. With the wind at our back and the waves are raw, the windward serpent forevermore. And they begin to sing the shanty throughout the night. And it becomes late at night, and the three of you can now take another long rest. Uh, Drell, you can continue to brew if you like. Minish, you are invited over to play some games. Uh, yeah, once I start to get the hang of it a little bit, and I'm just not throwing up every second, I do start playing games with people and just trying to make friends. <laughs> Drell, go ahead and give me another D4. Uh, minus one. Okay. Ooh, a four. So, a three. You get three Nice. Brews. Uh, Minus, you are playing games. Armos, are you joining me? No, I'm just uh, just brooding about a bat and uh, <laughs> focusing on my spells, using this downtime to to really, you know, work on me. You know, anger <laughs> issues. Um, you know, maybe switch to to ice spells. Maybe not not get into the fire. We'll see. Try we'll to see. cool down a little bit. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Minus, you're playing a card game with the four kobolds and one of the half orcs, the one bod, the one you met uh, when you first came onto the ship. Yeah. And the cards are like half eaten. They look very weathered by the sea, and they are gambling some money. You see, like a small pot of gold in the middle. Yeah, this is the reason why he joined because <laughs> now he has a slight gambling addiction. <laughs> so he saw that. Hey, oh, you guys playing with gold? Is that, uh, you, yeah, come play, play. Come oh. play. Come on. Yeah, come on. Oh. Welcome to the new guy. You see all the kobolds like, yeah, come on. And they pull up a stool and you see like the half orc is super flustered. He's like, oh. he's like rubbing the side of his face and he has like the least amount of gold compared to all the kobolds. <laughs> that picture so funny. So uh, if you would like to play, um, go ahead and roll me a d20. And we're gonna do high rolls here. I'm proficient with my gaming sets. Does that give me advantage? <laughs> uh, it's just a flat d20. Yeah, and that you know what that would so because like you check? do have a gaming set, so you have a knack for these things. So what you're gonna do is that you're gonna add plus two to your roll. Oh, perfect. All right, that's a nat. Mother trucking pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> you see that the four of the oh, you see that the four kobolds. Uh, like, uh, ah, yeah, we got nothing. Oh, look at the new guy. He's got a full house. Oh, look at the new guy. And then, uh, you see the half worker slam the table and he has like two pair. He goes, oh, and he like breaks his stool over his head as the wood flies. Some of it gets on Armos. Uh, there's a chip. There's like a, a leg of a stool that falls onto Drell's brewing kit, which is why he only has three potions instead of what four. What the fuck? <laughs> That's Sorry, why he has three brews. As I pull his gold towards my pile. You see the four uh, kobolds look at each other and they start anting up again. And uh, the half-orc is getting more gold from his pouch. Go ahead and roll me another d20 if you want to keep playing. As you gained uh, 12 gold. That's a uh, 16. It's just uh, just a regular d20 plus two? Yes. No modifiers? No. Okay. Uh, the plus two is your gaming set. Yeah, yeah, so 16. So you see that um, you're pretty confident in your hand with a 16, and then you see one of the kobolds uh, pull out a four of a kind. Whoa. <laughs> Looks like Drake is the winner this time, and he gets the gold, and you now lose uh, three gold. Out of that yeah, game. I, think I, I think I just play one more time throughout. Uh, can we just do, like, one more roll for, like, 
a few games for the night. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, we can do a big roll. Uh, how yeah. many hands would you like to play? Yeah, he probably plays like uh, he probably plays like ten hands with these kobolds throughout the night. Ten hands? Okay. What was the buy-in? Uh, it's like three. It's um, it's one gold. It's about three rounds each. So, and then sometimes people. So, if you would like to bet more, you can. Would you like to bet more? Oh, he probably put in like twenty gold for the night. You know what I mean? Just like because it's a small game. Roll me a d20. Uh, twenty normal, normal twenty. You lose six gold. Lose. You lose six gold for the night as you made some of your money back. Yeah. And you see, uh, Treg. You see that he you took most of his gold, most of your gold. And he looks at you, and he puts his hands behind his kobold ears on the side of his head, and he flicks it back and forth with his index fingers, and he's sticking his tongue out as he took most of your goals. Like, <laughs> laughing at you. It's not bad, actually, if I put 20 in. You lost six. Yeah. Then I play the night away with these guys, and then go back to trying not to throw up in my car. Uh, before you guys go to bed, Minus, give me a perception check with disadvantage. Six. <laughs> Uh, you just hear the four kobolds laughing at you. Uh, you feel like they're laughing at you, but you don't hear what they say as you go over to your hammock. Yeah, I'm, I, I've been like swinging around all day. I've been sliding around all day so on my hooves, so I'm feeling sick and just trying not to throw up again. Okay. And the three of you sail the night away as you sing merry, you make merry, sing sea shanties and play some games and make some brews. Uh, somebody give me a d20 to see how well you rest for tonight. Uh, eight. You don't sleep well. You have... Nah. As the seas seem to be getting a little rougher, uh, as you continue to sail on. And the third day comes around. And now the sh now you're really into the heart of the ocean. There's no land around for miles. All you see is this blue Everton Sea. The birds fly over you. And as you're on the deck midday... You guys kind of feel a little bored now because midday is like when they're working the hardest and there's just really nothing to do uh, because you've had so much downtime the last few days. You're looking up and for a moment, the sun is just blocked out. It's just this giant bird that eclipses the sun for but a moment. And then you hear like when everyone's like young at each other, you hear Thnos go as the crew becomes quiet. As the creaking of the ship sails slowly as the giant bird flies into the distance. And you see everyone go, oof, oof, that could have been bad. <laughs> and uh, they go, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Never faced a rock before? A, a rock? And I look at Sid. <laughs> no, not that rock, a rock. And it clicks into your mind. He's saying the bird that is an R-O, spelled with an R-O-C, which is a massive, uh, almost prehistoric sized bird. Uh, is that in your book, Armos? Nope. Uh, no, I never faced a rock. One of the half. Are they dangerous? Oh, very. They picked up one of our crewmates not too long ago on a trip. They take it to the nest miles away. You don't see. Typically, mm. you don't see the begin. Mm. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. As he says, says this, I'm tying a rope to the pole <laughs> on the <laughs> railing on the side of the ship to my waist. I'm sorry. Did you get an accent when you were describing what? <laughs> Wait, you're saying your crew member that was like this tall and I put up my hand to menace that the bird picked up this guy and just whoop. You, the bird that you saw like was the size of a building. It would pick any one of you up within its claws. I'm now tied to the railing. <laughs> you tied yourself to the railing. Um, yeah, not only am I scared, but my legs are like hanging off the ship and I'm just 
shaking and hugging one of the poles of the railing. <laughs> and then after a few moments of respite, as the giant bird flies into the distance, reassuring that they're safe, the crew begins to sing merry in their shanty again, and the captain picks up where he left off uh, from his little tail, and he goes, Captain steady at the helm so true, crew united in a steadfast crew. Through the mist and fog, we chart our way to lands unknown where treasures lay. Heave ho on the rolling tide to the Evertone Sea, our fate we ride. With the wind at our back, with the waves of roar, the weird words are before evermore. Every time they say heave, I throw up. <laughs> and the you sail on through the day. It is now nighttime. You are now taking another rest. Is there anything the three of you would like to do? Are we there yet? Cobalt's <laughs> laughing. <laughs> another, at least another two days, bud. Wait, you said this was a four-day trip. Four to five. Four to five. Does the oh, four cobalt's look at each other? Four to five. Yeah, four to five. It's the worst. Drell, are you making any more brews? Probably not. Not right now. Um, I want to save some of my stuff, but now I realize I need to go shopping at the next town so I can brew some mm. of the cooler ones. Minus, is there anything you would like to do? Um, I would like to pray to Melora that creatures don't snatch us up and or eat us. Give me a religion <laughs> check. It's <laughs> gonna be terrible. Uh, well, it's a ten. You begin to journal with a ten. That's a good roll. That's a good roll with a religion check. And you begin to journal. And as you're journaling, you see that like Sid sits on the brim of the book. And as you're praying, you're writing down your thoughts, and you feel some comfort. And then Sid glows a little bit, a little bit different than he has before. You don't feel Molora answering you in any way, but you feel a little more comforted. I like to think this is the start of Minus trying to be more religious. I don't know if it's possible in the future, but he would like to work towards being proficient in religion, even though it wouldn't really help. <laughs> I mean, you are a cleric. He's trying to get better. You are yeah, a cleric, so when you, yeah. Um, yeah. So as you begin to journal, uh, People begin to sing and make merry. The kobolds are playing cards again. I mean, it's as you're journaling with a 10, because um, you're kind of distracted by the noise as you look over. And then looking at Sid, you look over. Uh, Treg, the one that flicked its ears at you when it took six of your gold, you see that he's doing it again to the half-orc, and pocket aces fly out of his sleeves. They were cheating last night against you. And you see that the half-orc sees the pocket aces. And he just jumps across. He's like, oh, I'm going to kill you. Oh, don't kill you. Yellow. And you see that he throws Treg over Armos's bunk um, and hits the wall. like, Bash! and he falls down. And then the night goes on into the small hours. Waves are very rough. The boat seems to be handling the seas fine, but it's giving you a hard time to go to sleep. Down below the deck, the three of you are laying in your hammocks, but restless due to the waves. Most of the crew is now sleeping, and you hear Reginald snoring on Armos's stomach. As the waves crash against the ship, the creaking of the boat is suddenly silenced. Although you feel the boat rocking, your ears begin to trick you. You no longer hear this sea. Instead, you hear music, soft and eerie. The musical notes reverberate throughout the ship. The sounds of a piano? No, an organ. Long, heavy notes with a ghostly trill. 
of quarter notes hauntingly playing over them. A dull, hard red light shines into the boat for but a moment. The light looks like it's moving, like, like it's panning from one end to the ship to the other. One of the crewmate yells out from above, A lighthouse! A lighthouse in the distance! And then Thost replies, But we're two days away from land! This can't be right! Suddenly the ship feels like it's not moving anymore, and the crewmates that are up on top are enamored, and then you see the other crewmates waking up. And as you look over to the four kobolds all sleeping on the same hammock, they look out into the sea and they see this lighthouse with a red beacon panning from right to left. And the piano and the organ becomes louder and louder as you see their eyes become wide and completely white. And then you hear Thnas from above, I look away. You look at the crew. You look to your left as people start to wake up and looking out and suddenly one of the kobolds becomes super fat. The other one becomes super frail. The big old orc suddenly begins to levitate onto the ceiling. Boom, boom. Uh, the sky looks purple and black with a mix of red as the sounds of a ghostly organ begins to call to you. I'm gonna need each one of you to roll me a D100 and let me know what you get. What? Hmm. I shit you not. I got a hundred. No, I swear to God. No, yeah. you fucking did. No, wow. Yes, I did. You got it on the, the the beyond. Peep it. Peep it. Holy shit! I got a thirty-three. It's got to be good, right? It's a hundred. Either it's good or bad. <laughs> I'll see you guys in another six episodes. <laughs> so we'll start with Armos. Armos, you begin to look out, and you have to roleplay this, and it can be uh. as terrible as you want it to be. Terrible. You begin to look at the red light and you hear the music playing mm -hmm. and you have the uncontrollable need to sing all the time wherever you are. What is happening? <laughs> I don't understand. What, what am I doing? I wake up and I'm like, is it a dance party night? Did I, are the SIDS awake? <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> Minus, what did you get? 33. You feel very sick to your stomach as you feel rumbling in your gut you then look at the light and the light is way brighter than it should be you seem like you can't look at anything bright for a while mechanically you're vulnerable to thunder damage and bright sources of light drell you rolled a hundred <laughs> fuck roll me one d6 first i got two roll, now roll me two d100s a 94 and a 16. a 94 and a 16. okay <clears throat> You begin to look and you feel very weird as spiky quills erupt from your back, now making it tough for you to lie down. You must exceed a 15 constitution saving throw every time you rest. On fail, you gain no benefit as your entire body becomes lumpy and spiky. With a 94... What is happening? On a 94, you feel very cold as you suddenly lose all the breath in your body. And to you, you feel like you see a tiny blue light escape your mouth for but a moment. And that is where we're gonna end this week's right. session. From Again. one jar into another ship. <laughs> you, are, you are still you, but it's just like, you feel like your eyes are playing tricks on you as you just feel like your uh, body is very thin and now very lumpy and bumpy. 
and that is where we're gonna end this week's session as all of the crewmates are suffering suffering various different curses as the ship is sailing towards this very mm -hmm. ominous lighthouse well just another curse to add to drills pile you know? <laughs> but everybody's cursed now you're not yeah, alone yeah. how's it fucking feel huh <laughs> Oh, we better beat this lighthouse, or <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting you know a D100, you just get more curses based yeah, on the D6. We got That's that. what it we did. Thank you. We got that. Figured it out. Well, you know, in case you didn't get it, in case you didn't know. Figured it out. Figured it out. Oh man. Yep. <sighs> so he wanted to be as close as possible to the we'll talk about it in the after show. We'll talk about it in the after show. Oh, there was no there was no safe choices. I know that. List. Um <laughs> I um we'll talk about on the after show where I got this from, but I uh Yeah. <laughs> this is from uh source material and I'll share the source material once we clear the area. Uh but it was so fun that I had to do it. It's awesome. Uh I can't wait. This is gonna be such a fun encounter. I'm uh, loving this. At the beginning of the after show, we're each gonna roll another D one hundred and just see what we would have gotten if we rolled a different D one hundred. That's great. Maybe. I feel bad for Drell. Actually, um, next session, you're rolling another D100. Little spoiler for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, then I get another one. <laughs> another the one. The DJ Khaled of Curses. Another yeah. one. Drell's either a mouse, a dragon, a spirit, a gas. Now he's bumpy. Yeah. Now I'm a porcupine dog. I want to be able to turn around yeah. and, like, like, you know, shoot my quills at people. There Good thing go. we're going to a place that removes curses, right? Yeah. <laughs> True, right? <laughs> how fit how fitting. Uh, it's almost foreboding. Mm. Mm. Foreboding. For mm. Foreboding. <laughs> oh my god. I hate myself. Okay. Well, oh man. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. So this is uh yeah, thank you for listening. Yeah, we and we don't even you. have to do a recommendation this week because we're all gonna say the same thing. Baldur's Gate three. Yes. Oh, slides. I was gonna say out loud. Uh yeah, Baldur's Gate. <laughs> it's amazing. If you have to ask, I we already know. And if you know, we already knew. It is amazing. And in addition, at the time of recording this, Dark and Darker just dropped four hours ago. It's Ooh. taking forever to install, but man, what a week for gaming. Oh. Woo indeed. I wanted to honestly. I wanted to be like cold outside. It just feels like the perfect moment to like sit inside and just play video games. Bro, it was storming all day today. Yeah, perfect, perfect, mm. just perfect. Everything about it's pretty amazing. And now we're gonna go on to the Patreon supporters. Wait. No, we gotta say say goodbye, everybody. Oh, say goodbye, everybody. Mm, bye. Goodbye. Welcome back, Drill. Bye. -bye. Welcome back. And now it's time for the Patreon shoutouts, starting with the Bloodshard Bandits, of course. First up is Benjamin Hayes. Somewhere in Humbrea, a war forged looks out over a valley from a castle balcony. Thousands of questions stream through his consciousness. Am I still me? How did I end up this way? What was my name again? It, it was de Dylan Snyder is next, also known as Reese. This Aladrin bar just finished teaching a musical magic theory class at the Sigic College. He even got to try out a new spell he has been working on called Harmony Word. Now everyone who attended has 1d4 extra rhythm in their step. 
But not everyone appreciates this new magic, especially Julius Kendrick, who has taken refuge below the Sigic College in the Forgotten Underground Tunnels. Rumors spread quickly around campus that the old headmaster could be seen walking around late at night. But he has been dead for a hundred years. And speaking of the dead, Reigns has officially been reported as such. After the water purification pipes were checked by a local guild, his name tag was found dangling from an overgrown root. Friends and family are having a public ceremony of remembrance in two days. Laura Dawnstar is getting a bit bored playing cards by herself in the Chapel of Scoraeus. Turns out guarding a magical blue shard isn't all that exciting when it is hidden away so well. She's thinking of venturing out, but remembers the ancient vase that needs to be glued back together. She has been putting that off for the past year. The Everlong Sea has become a hotbed for sale by robberies. Tales purport a man by the name of Gibby Scarrow, or should I say, Captain Scarrow, at the helm of a dark ship surrounded by fog. Very few travel at night anymore for fear they will meet a watery grave. But let's not dwell on that as we move on to the Sigic College alumni. Andrew Hall is currently working on his senior seminar project at the Sigic College. Or rather, he is trying to decide the topic of research. If anyone has ideas for magical experiments that would at least land him a B, please let him know because there's only a week left before he must pick one. Artemis is typically a great mentor in these situations, but has yet to return from the Kambuki Isles. He should have been back by now from his vacation. Many students are beginning to worry as the rate in bullying has increased. While the Sigic College struggles to eliminate bullies, the Aramore guards have their hands full with thieves. Sly has been stealing coin left and right, but for who? No one knows. There seems to be a hundred different men and women all using the same techniques. The problem is, the guards never seem to see the same face twice. But you know whose face has been finally shown? Michael Sekarax, or should I say Sakajewa. An injured rock climber calls out for help to the four people walking towards him at... No wait, that's one person with four legs. This centaur cleric is here to cure all wounds. Patrick Wennerstrom is next and no one has yet to meet him. Patrick's neighbors are placing bets as to what he is up to as mysterious noises can be heard coming from the house he just moved into. St. Chaos whereabouts, however, are no mystery at all. On the trial for his 367th offense, without Artemis, they're promising this will be the last misdemeanor and that he is sure St. Chaos will finally turn a new leaf tomorrow. He was expelled. Where will St. Chaos go now? Warden also needs to skedaddle as dozens of Alcabeaker Phi members chase him out of Aramore. Apparently the baguette he snacked on for lunch was home to a tiny civilization. How was he to help himself when it was just sitting there like that, looking all delicious? Well, all he knows now is some guy named Robot Crisp is out of a job. But you know who's not out of a job? Our Humbrea's heroes. That's right, let's start with Abdulrahman, who is expanding his alchemist business. After doing so well in Dilmore, he decided to open a new shop in Gilo. Alex Dredd continues his pursuit for justice. He heard talk of a rogue chef that just left Aramore that he might try to hunt down. Nefarious Ducarius has received a nickname after all of his streaking antics. People now call him the Butt Naked Dragon Slayer. 
Sweat drips from his brow as Man With Glass finishes his glasswork masterpiece deep in a volcano. Wait till you see what he made. Sergio Rodriguez has made his way to the city of Dilmore. Many question, is he a wandering adventurer or perhaps a newly hired red guard? Rocket Boot League is now one of the most popular sports in South Trillis. Terminal No Name has started what he calls RBCS, or Rocket Boot Championship Series. And that's all for this week's Patreon shoutouts. If you'd like to hear your name read here, please go over to patreon.com slash dnd404. That's right, patreon.com slash dnd404. See you in the next episode.